0: I'm Kathy Davidson, and welcome to our women's meeting. There are a group of us, including you, that are endeavoring to walk in the power of God, in the kingdom of God, not just born again, not just having a knowing we're going to heaven. We, are want, we want the kingdom. We want the kingdom, and the kingdom is with power, and that's what we're after, and I thank you. Let's open up with prayer, my heavenly Father, my heavenly Father I thank you my heavenly father I thank you as you was with Moses you are with us as you are as you are with Joshua you are with us as you are with Jesus you are with us as you are with Peter and Paul you are with us you are that Strong, that mighty of a God. Father, open our eyes, we can see. Open our ears, that we can hear. Father, open our hearts like you did for Lydia, that we can attend unto the things which are spoken. Turn us from darkness to light, from the power of God, the power of Satan, unto you. And Father, grant us that spirit of grace. You are the God of all grace. Father, grant that spirit of grace here. Father, move in our midst. And I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. First of all, I apologize. I usually wear a skirt because I do not want to offend some of the people that we minister to. I minister. These videos go all over the world. So, you know, I left it at home. I forgot it and I didn't I didn't have time to go back. Now, the Lord has been talking to me. I have been, um, frankly, I've been spending some time reading the document. And the Lord spoke to me a couple days ago, and he said, I want you to teach the women the gospel and its benefits. But, but, I know I can't teach dull sermons. I can't even take his notes and preach from them. It has to come by the Spirit of God. And so I went directly to prayer, because I know that. I can't teach what he taught, but God can teach what I have in my heart. I have to have it in my heart first, or he puts it there while I'm talking, and, and it comes out. So I went to prayer and I said, All right, Lord, what do you want? You know, what do you want for the first? And I assumed that the first program we were gonna do with this series was gonna be like Dole's was, Forgiveness of Sin. And so I'm praying along and I'm thinking, oh yeah, oh yeah, I see, Lord, you want this and you want this. And yesterday during praise, the Lord said to me, oh no, no, we're not going to do it like Doyle did it. We're going to do it out of your heart, what I can use out of you. And the first thing you're going to talk about is eternal life, eternal life. And I'm going to, I believe I'm going to name this series, what the gospel bought for you. What that gospel bought for you. And the first thing it bought for you was eternal life. If you will go with me to John 11, this gospel is everything. And this gospel came when we didn't ask for it, it came with grace. Now, John 11, I'm going to begin this with verse 25. I'm um, I'm going to, let's go back up a little bit. I'm going to go, let's see, verse 20. Then Martha, her brother has died, Lazarus is dead. Then Martha, as soon as she heard that Jesus was coming, went and met him. But Mary sat still in the house. And then said Martha unto Jesus, Lord, if thou had been here, my brother had not died. But I know that even now, whatsoever thou ask of God, God will give it thee. And Jesus said unto her, thy brother shall rise again. And Martha said unto him, I know that he shall arise again in the resurrection at the last day. And Jesus said unto her, can you imagine face to face? And Jesus said, I am the resurrection. I am the resurrection. That goes clear back to Adam. And it goes clear up to the last person born on this earth. I am the resurrection. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. And whosoever liveth and believeth in me shall never die. Believest thou this? Now, now we are going to look at eternal life. Go with me to John 3. I've got quite a few scriptures. We're going to go through this. Verse 14. Jesus is talking to um, Nicodemus. He's talking to a ruler of the Jews. He's talking to not only a ruler of the Jews, but one of the head of their religion. He He was a Pharisee. And he's telling the Pharisee how it is. How it is. And he said in verse 14, And as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up. Look, even so the Son of Man must be lifted up. That whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have eternal life. Eternal life. We are looking at the end of time for the human race. It is getting more and more evident. The more you read this word, the more you see that it's rolling. It has already started. The seals have already been broken. And it's now time that we start to consider eternal life. You know, when I was in a Methodist church, we we hardly ever heard of it. But when we did, I kind of put it off to the side. I said, I'm not worried, you know, eternal life, that's way down the road. Not that I didn't want to obey God. I, I didn't even know what the word obey meant. But I didn't look at eternal life, didn't even consider it. And when I, when I went to the Assembly of God Church, I was there for a little while, they hardly ever talked about it either. All they talked about was prosperity. Charismatic church. All they talked about was prosperity. You know, you can't have prosperity until you get the eternal life. Do you know that eternal life means exactly what it says? Eternal. Eternal. The word of God tells us that once a spirit, a soul, is created, it never dies. It'll go on forever. There will never be a time where you do not exist, whether you obey God or not. You will always exist. That was not taught me in a denominational church. You will always exist. And the Word of God says, no matter if you are good or bad, good or evil, you will be resurrected. You will be. Every person that is in the grave will come out, will be resurrected. Every person that has ever existed will stand before God, whether you believe in God or not. But I tell you what, the Word of God says you know. You know there is a God. You can lie to yourself all you want, but it says it has been revealed to you. There is a God, and you will exist for eternity. That's not eternal life, because you will be in eternity. The question is, are you going to be in an internal, eternal life, or are you going to have an eternal death? And you can't change once that is decided. You can't say, oops, I made a mistake. You know, I want to say right here as an ex-teacher, there are too many times we have taught our children, that's okay, honey. You won't have to be punished. That's okay, honey. We'll just let it go. That's okay, honey. We'll just let that slide. That's okay if you didn't get your homework done. You just have another chance six weeks down the road. And we never get that child to understand there is an end. There is an end. No more can you say, but mom. And no more will mom be able to say, that's okay, honey. There is an end. And we need to start telling our children, there is consequences. There is an end. And you don't want that end. Amen? Now, John three fourteen And Moses, as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up. He had to. He had to be lifted up. He had to go to the cross. Why? Why did Jesus have to go to the cross? Why did he have to be lifted up? That answer is in the next verse. That whosoever believeth in him, believeth in Jesus, should not perish, but have eternal life, eternal life, Jesus went to the cross so that we would have eternal life, folks, he bought your eternal life on the cross, he bought it for you, and we're going to look at that right now, but let's go on, for God so loved the world, for God so loved you, For God so loved you that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him um, should not perish but have everlasting life. Another word for eternal, everlasting. We have such a hard time considering eternal, considering everlasting life. And as I've said before, you can stand in the middle of the ocean or you can stand in the ocean and you can put your finger in that ocean and you can bring out some of that water and you can let a drop drip. That is your life on earth compared to the ocean. Eternal means forever. As Lark said last week, forever and ever and ever. Eternal life is forever. We have such finite minds. It goes on and on and it never stops. And Jesus bought us. He purchased for us eternal life. He purchased it. If he bought it, that means we didn't have it in the first place. He bought it for us. For God God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God sent not his Son into the world to condemn the world. Do you see that? Jesus was not sent here to condemn you. He already knows how bad we are. He knew that when he created us. It says, God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. God already knows how wretched you are. God already knows what you've been doing. God already knows what you've been thinking. God already knows how you act behind closed doors. But he sent Jesus anyway. He sent Jesus for you anyway. And Jesus purchased for you eternal life. Eternal life. He bought it for you and he paid dearly for it. Turn with me to John 17. Verse 1, Jesus talking. This is a prayer. God Gave us the grace and the mercy that somebody wrote this down. This is the prayer that Jesus and the Father are talking to each. Or Jesus is talking to the Father just before he goes to the cross. We see the heart of Jesus here. We see what he's about ready to do. We see the love that Jesus has for God. And we see the love that Jesus has for you. He's talking to the Father. And he says, these words spake Jesus. And he lifted up his eyes to heaven. Can you imagine? He's getting ready to go to the cross. And he looks up at the Father. And he says, Father, the hour has come. The hour is come. The whole reason he's here. He's getting ready to go to the cross. For who? For me and for you. He's getting ready to buy us eternal life. Thank you, Jesus. And he says, Father, the hour has come. Glorify thy son. That thy son may glorify thee. As thou hast given him power over all flesh... That he should give eternal life, eternal life, to as many as thou hast given him. And I'll tell you what, folks, God is not stingy. God is not stingy. He is God. And he didn't give Jesus four or five. For as many as thou hast given him billions billions we're talking about the God of Abraham Isaac and Jacob the God that stopped the world from spinning and he loves his son he didn't give him a dozen he gave him billions he gave him billions why in the world did they create the world in the first place for he gave him billions He said that thou hast given him power over all flesh, that he should give eternal life to as many as thou hast given him. And then he tells us what eternal life is. And this is life eternal. That thou may know thee, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom thou hast sent. That is eternal life. To know the Father and his Son. To be with them, to be with them—that is eternal life. God is not going to put us off in a pasture, and He's over here. He is going to put us right in His midst. He made a one, uh, He made a comment to Moses, if you could hear and listen. Moses said, "Let me see your face," and the Father of Jehovah, Jehovah. Said to Moses, no man can see my face and live. But what are we going to do in eternal life? We're going to look right at him. We're going to be looking right on him. Why? We're pure. We'll be pure. We'll be a new body. We'll be resurrected. We'll be just like Jesus. And we'll be able to look on Him. And we'll be able to speak with Him and fellowship with Him. That's eternal life. What is eternal death? Without God. Without God. Without God. Do you know without God there is no light? Do you know without God there is no love? Do you know without God there is no faith? Do you know that God is love? Do you know that God is light? Do you know that God is grace? Do you know without God, you don't get any of that? You get eternal death. You get eternal darkness. There's no light in the second death. All right? This is life eternal, that they may know thee. The only true God in Jesus Christ, whom thou hast sent. And I want to go down, I believe that the Spirit wants us to read this. I'm going to, be, uh, I'm going to begin in verse 20. Neither pray I for these alone, but for them which shall believe on me through their word. Thank you, Peter. Thank you, John. Thank you, Paul. That they all may be one, all together. One, as thou, Father, art in me, and I in thee, that they also may be one in us, the Father and Jesus in us. That the world may believe that thou hast sent me. And the glory which thou gavest me, I have given them, that they may be one even as we are. I and them, thou and me, that they may be made perfect in one, and that the world may know that thou hast sent me and has loved them. Love them as thou hast loved me. Did you know that the Father loves you as much as he loves Jesus? Read that verse again. That the world may know that thou hast sent me and has loved them as thou hast loved me. Did you know the Father loves you as much as he does Jesus? Father, I will that they also whom thou hast given me beings. That they um, that thou hast given me be with me where I am, that they may behold my glory, which thou hast given me, for thou lovest me before the foundation of the world. O oh, righteous Father, the world has not known thee, but I have known thee. And these have known that Thou hast sent me. And I have declared unto them Thy name and will declare it, that the love wherewith Thou hast loved me may be in them, and I in them. Folks, that's heaven. That's heaven. To look on the face of the Father, to be in fellowship with God and His Son, and to feel the love. has for us because he loves us as much as he loves Jesus. Some of us are going to have to suck on those words for a couple days because it's so far from what we've been taught. Now, go with me to Isaiah. No, go with me to Romans 6. Romans 6, 23. Why we need eternal life. For the wages of sin is death. Death. But the gift of God The gift. You got that? It's a gift. You got that? It's a gift. You don't work for this one. You can't work for this one. It's a gift. Some of us are so self-righteous, we can't even receive the gift. Get rid of your self-righteousness. Like we said before, humble yourself and receive the gift. It says, the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God Is eternal life. God gave us that gift. How? Through Jesus Christ our Lord. God gave us the gift of eternal life. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. I can. Okay. Now. Go with me to Isaiah 53. We're going to take a look at that eternal life. And that death. Some of you are going to hear things today you've never heard. And that's great. And you know what? You have permission to listen to this over and over and over and over again. Nobody ever said anywhere you can only listen to a message once. That's why they're recorded. God wants you to listen. Now, verse 8 of Isaiah 53. He was taken, Jesus was taken from prison and from judgment. And who shall declare his generation? This is Jesus on the cross. For he was cut off out of the land of the living. He was cut off out of the land of the living. He was killed. He died. He died. For the transgression of my people was he stricken. Jesus died on the cross. He died on the cross. He didn't go into a coma. He died. Now the next verse. And he made his grave with the wicked. And with the rich in his death. Because he had done no violence, neither was any deceit in his mouth. That word death there is very important. It's only used twice in this this context in the in the Bible. That word death is plural. It's plural. It's used here and it's used in Ezekiel. Plural. Jesus died to He died a physical death where his spirit leaves his body and he died a spiritual death cut off from the Father and gone to hell, sent to hell. Jesus died two deaths. He had to. He had to die both. He had to die both. Both deaths. Jesus died a sinner. Don't forget that. All our iniquity were laid on Jesus. And we'll go over that next week. All our iniquities were laid on Jesus. Jesus died. He died. And like I've said a hundred times before, you can't kill a God. But Jesus had to die. He had to die for us. So he could purchase for us eternal life so he had to die in our place he had to die for us do you understand that he had to die for you so you wouldn't have to die so he had to die for you both deaths he had to die the physical death and he had to die the spiritual death he had to go to hell and he had to go to hell a sinner. It says in Psalm 88, he was in the lowest part of hell. He was in the lowest of the hell. Why? Because he was the world's greatest sinner. He became the world's greatest sinner. He had to be punished for what you and I did. And he. the only way to do that was to go on the cross... And go to hell. I love what John the Baptist said. He said, behold the lamb that taketh away the sin of the world. John the Baptist knew it wasn't just for the Jews. It was for you and me too. He said, take a look at the lamb. Behold the lamb that taketh away the sin of the world. Well, where was he going to take it? To hell. He was going to take it. To hell and pay for it. Why? Because he was going to purchase us eternal life. The wages of sin is death. Jesus had to die. Now, go with me to Revelation 20. And we're going to look at that second death. Revelation 20, verse 11. And this is the Apostle John when he, was, when he was taken up into heaven. He saw a great white throne. I saw a great white throne. And him that sat on it from the face, the, uh, whose face the earth and the heaven fled away. And there was found no place for them. That face. No man can see it and live. And I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God. And the books were opened. And another book was opened, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged out of those things which are written in the books according to their works. You know, I heard some person say, well, when we stand before the judgment of God, he's got so many people, we're not going to be standing there long. He's got eternity. He's got eternity. He can take all the time he needs. You know what? He warns us we're going to stand before him. He also says we can get ready where we can stand before him in faith and confidence. All right? He said, And another book was opened, which was the book of life. And the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books. Not just one book. The books according to their works. And the sea gave up the dead, which were in it. Can't hide from God. And death and hell delivered up the dead which were in them. And they were judged every man according to their works. And death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. Death and hell. Hell was cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. The lake of fire is the second death. There are two. You know, it's okay for the person, the Christian one that belongs to God, a child of God, it's okay for them to die the physical death. That's okay. You know, it says that Lazarus, when Lazarus died, Jesus telling us about Lazarus, he said the angels came and got him. There's no fear for the Christian in death. There's no fear. Oh, there's a little bit of unknown, but you know what, if you read that word, he'll take care of the unknown. There's no fear in death. Jesus said the angels came and got Lazarus. He said the rich man just died and went to hell. Amen? There is no fear when a Christian with death. No fear. Why? Paul said, it's better that I go than stay. It is far better. Do you actually believe that? You know, Paul didn't lie. He said, it's better that I go. He said, it's better up there than it is down here. You know, I told God, you know, that I can understand that. But it also says there's rewards. So I'm sticking around for the rewards, folks. I already got heaven settled. That's my, that's where I'm going. Do you know it's a lot easier to live? I posted this a couple, I think last week. It is so much easier to live when you know that you know that you know. You're going to be with Jesus. It is a lot easier to live. There's no fear. And it says that in what we're going to read. Alright, it says, and uh, This is the lake of fire, which is the second death. And whosoever was not written in the book of life was cast in the lake of fire. You have to have your name in the book of life. You have to have your name written in that book of life. Well, How do you know if your name is written in the book of life? You got the life in you. You got the man in you. Jesus is the life. If you have Jesus in you, then your name is written in that book. It's the Lamb's book. Is the Lamb in you? Are you? Do you know for sure? For sure! If you were to walk out of here and die, do you know for sure that Lamb is in here?
1: Do you know for sure Jesus is in you?
0: You can today. Because that's why he went to the cross. He bought you eternal life. He paid for it dearly. Now, go with me to Hebrews 2. Hebrews 2, for as much then as the children, this is verse 14, for as much then as the children are partakers of flesh and blood, Jesus also himself, likewise, took part of the same, had to, had to, he had to become a man, left all his godly ability in heaven. That was the spirit of Jesus in that man, but that was a man's body. And that was the spirit of Jesus in him, and he left all his godly abilities in heaven. And you will see that when you read the New Testament over and over and over again. God will open your eyes. That's what we pray at the beginning. It says, he also himself likewise took part of the same. What does that same mean? He had to take flesh and blood. He had to become a man. He had to have the ability to die. And he said that that through death, he might destroy him that had the power of death. That is the devil. The devil had death. Adam gave the devil that ability. He let sin in and death came in with him. And Satan got a hold of the world. But you know what? Jesus destroyed the works of Satan. He destroyed the one that had death. He made him thoroughly inactive. He can't do the only thing that Satan can do to you is what you allow him to do. If you work on your faith, if you build your faith, if you get that faith working, he can't touch you. I love that testimony. Smith, he said he woke up and his wife was there in bed with him. I didn't know that until later. She's sleeping there too. But the, uh, Smith woke up and the, the shutters were banging and the winds blowing and the whole bit. And, and Smith got up and there sitting in the chair was Lucifer himself. Smith went over to him and looked at him and went, Oh, it's you. And he went back to bed. Satan couldn't touch him. That's blood bought. That's sanctified. That's justified. Satan can't touch him. That's where I'm aiming to be. That's where you need to aim to be. Now, verse 20. 1 Corinthians 15, but now is Christ risen from the dead and become first fruits of them that slept. For since by man came death, by man came also the resurrection of the dead. Do you see that word there in the second phrase? By man. It says, but not now is Christ risen from the dead and become the first fruits of them that slept. For since by man came death, that's Adam. By man. Got that? Look it up. It means man. By man came also the resurrection of the dead. Jesus became a man because he had to die. And in his death, he overcame death. And he's the first to be resurrected. And we will be resurrected after him. For as in Adam all die, even so in Christ shall all, all be made alive. Good or evil. Everybody will be made alive. But every man in his own order. Christ the first First after that they that are Christ that is coming. And then cometh the end when he shall deliver up the kingdom of God, even the Father, and that they have put all rule and down all, and all authority and power. Jesus bought eternal life for us. Now, Jesus bought your eternal life, he paid for it. By dying for us. He paid for it by dying the first death. And he paid for it by dying the spiritual death. The physical death and the spiritual death. There is a place in God where you won't even have the physical death. And we're looking at it, we're staring at it in the face. When Jesus comes back, those of us that are still alive won't even see the grave. But those that are in the grave, they get to go first. I love what R.W. Shambach said. They get a six-foot head start. And then we meet him in the air. Amen? Why? Do you realize the power of God? Do you understand the power of God that every soul will be resurrected? And when Jesus comes back, every person that has their name in the book of life will be resurrected. They won't go to heaven as a ghost. They will get back their body. Some of these have been dead 5,000 years. Nothing but dust. It'll come back and they will go as a man or a woman they will have their resurrected body. Their resurrected body. No sickness, no disease, no handicap. Now, I'm going to answer two questions that have come up in my spirit. I know people ask them. Turn with me to Second Samuel 12. What Jesus paid for us. What he bought for us. I've heard so many ask me, will we know our mother and dad when we get to heaven? Will we know them? Do you know that King David answered that question? Second Samuel 12. David lost a child because of his uh, his uh, adultery with Bathsheba. That was, and then he got justified from it. But it says, verse 21, the baby died. Bathsheba had the child, the child that was born in adultery, and the child finally died. It was a week. Stayed alive for a week, but it finally died. And verse 21, And then said his servants unto him, What thing is this that thou hast done? His servants. He said, Thou fasted and wept for the child while it was alive. He stayed on his face the whole time, that whole week. But when the child's dead, thou dost rise and eat bread. Why? You know, they were afraid to tell him that the child had died. And look at what David said. And he said, While the child was yet alive, I fasted and wept. For I said, who can tell whether God will be gracious to me that the child may live? But now that he is dead, wherefore should I fast? Can I bring him back again? And then it says, I shall go to him. I shall go to my son. I shall go to him. He shall not return to me. Do you see, David tells us right there, he's going to know that child when he gets to heaven. I'll go to him. That should comfort some of us. Our loved ones are just asleep. They're resting in their beds, as it says in Isaiah. They're just resting. All right, now, go with me to Job 33. People have asked... What is it going to be like? What are we going to be like when we're in heaven? I heard somebody say, we're all going to look the same. How are we going to know each other? All right, verse 22. This is Job speaking. Yea, his soul draweth nigh unto the grave, and his life to the destroyers. But there be a messenger with him, an interpreter, uh, one among a thousand, to show unto man his uprightness. Then he is gracious unto him, and said, Deliver him from going down to the pit. I have found a ransom. So have we. His name is Jesus. His flesh shall be fresher than a child's. Got that, ladies? No more, what is it? uh, No more night cream. It says, his flesh shall be fresher than a child. He shall return to the days of his youth. Grandma is going to be what she looked like when she was in her 30s. Her strength of her youth. Grandpa is going to look just like he did in the 30s, when he was in his 30s. Jesus died in his 30s. His strength, we're going to have that when we're in heaven. We're not going to have the skin, the droopy skin. We're going to be in the strength of our youth in our brand new life bodies glory be to God and heaven heaven it talks about streets of gold well there's no if if you're going to be walking around you're going to need a street so we're not going to be all in one place we're not going to sit in the same place all the time then what's the what's the use for a street think when you read this word consider what it's saying there's hints in this bible all the way along what life is going to be like. You know, it says in Deuteronomy, thank you, Lord, it says that you want heaven on earth? And you know what that heaven was on earth? Uh, vineyards that you didn't plant, houses you didn't build, all that. What well, says that's heaven on earth. Well, that must be what heaven's like then. Amen? And you know what? You can know that you know, that you know you are going there. Jesus said you must be born again. What happens when we're born again? We get the spirit of Jesus in us. Romans 9. The spirit of Jesus. Not the Holy Ghost. We're getting the spirit of Jesus. The one that died was buried and rose again for us. We get that spirit in us. And when we get that spirit in us our names are written in His Lamb's book of life. And when you know that He is in here There is no fear of death. There's no fear. I love what my grandmother said. She was 93. And she kept having my aunt read the Bible to her. My aunt said, why do you want me to read the Bible? She said, I'm studying for my final. You know what? There was no fear in grandma's death. She was ready to go. She was ready to go. Are you ready to go if you have to? Are you ready? Do you know that you know, that you know if something happened to you, you would be with Jesus? Because you can know. I'm going to read it to you so that you know. Go with me to Romans 10. Romans 10. I know we're a little long, but I believe God wants this. Romans 10. And if you have to leave, please by all means, leave. Romans 10. Verse 9. Oh, it says, verse 8. But what saith that the word is nigh thee, even in thy mouth and in thy heart? That is the word of faith which we preach. That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus. Confess the Lord Jesus. Jesus, be Lord of my life. Be my Lord says, if thou wilt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in thine heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. And you know what? God is so gracious and so loving. You can go to him and say, I don't know if I believe Jesus raised from the dead or not. If you are that honest and sincere with him, he will get you there. And you won't die in the meantime. He will get you there. He wants the whole world saved. He wants you saved. He didn't birth you, put you on the earth for a waste. He wants you to be one of his children. He wants you to be a child of God. You can know that you know that you know that Jesus is in you. And you will go be with the Father if you just pray that. Jesus, be Lord of my life. Take my life. Lead me. Guide me. Fix me. Oh, he likes to fix. He likes to fix. That's his specialty. He likes the bad ones because he can fix them. He can fix them. He has all the ability to fix. Fix me. And I ask this in your name. Amen. Amen. Father, I thank you. I get thanks. I thank you. I get thanks. I thank you. I get thanks. Father, I thank you. Father, I thank you. Father, I thank you in Jesus' name. Father, I thank you. I thank you. I thank you, Father. I thank you. I thank you for your power. Father, I thank you for that resurrection power. Father, I thank you for that power that raised Jesus from the dead. Father, I thank you for that power. Father, I thank you for the power that raised Jesus from the dead. Father, I thank you for that power. Father, I thank you, you want to give it. Father, I thank you for that power now in Jesus' name. Father, I thank you. you please pray with me. Use your faith. We got some people out here that need some help. Probably have some people here that need some help. Use your faith and pray with me for a little bit. Father, I thank you. I thank you for that resurrection power. I thank you for the power that raised Jesus from the dead. Father, I thank you for that power that raised Jesus from the dead. Father, I thank you for that power. Father, I thank you for that power. Father, I thank you for that power
1: that raised Jesus from the dead, Father I thank you for that power Father I thank you for that power Father I thank you for that power that raised Jesus from the dead Father I thank you for that power Father I thank you for that power Father I thank you for that power Father I thank you for the power that raised Jesus Father, I thank you for that power. I thank you for that power. I thank you for that power that raised Jesus from the dead. Father, I thank you.
0: give thanks father i thank you for this power right now and all that are watching father that that power be in them that power that raised jesus from the dead father i thank you for that power i thank you right now for that power I thank you, Father, for that power. I thank you for that power. I thank you. Father, I thank you. 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 Father, I thank you. Going into these hearts now in Jesus' name. Father, I thank you for this power. Healing
1: those watching this program. I thank you for that power. I thank you for that power. I thank you for that power. Thank you for that power now. I thank you for that power now. I thank you for that power now. I thank you for that power now. In Jesus' name. Amen.
0: Amen. See you next week. Text me. Message me. God's done something for you. Amen. See you next week.